The past three years have been a roller coaster ride for markets. Some sectors have experienced very high highs and some very low lows. With the combination of COVID-19, the war in Ukraine and recession talks swaying markets in different ways. And join me now as we take a look at how different companies behave in a bear and a bull market is Wayne McCary from FNB Wealth and Investments. Thank you so much for your time, Wayne. Now let's start at the top. The bull and bear markets that we've seen recently between 2020 and now, are they similar to other uh, previous bear and bull markets or are there significant certain shifts? Look, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> and I think that's always the case with an investment answer, unfortunately. Yeah. Look, let's just divide the bear markets into two things. Okay. And let's call it an emergency bear market, which is COVID. That's un unprecedented. We have had it before, certainly in our lifetimes. We've yeah. never experienced anything like this. But we have had other emergency bear markets that related to wars. But I mean, not... COVID is the only true emergency bear market that okay. it wasn't an economic event that started the bear market. We all know that we all know the COVID. And as we also all know, the market actually recovered quite quickly from the COVID. In other words, the COVID scare happened. It hung around for in, in, in the bear market, maybe call it 12 months. Then the market was back to the highs we saw before COVID, and then economic factors took over again. Uh. So that's the one bear market we've had. The other bear market we had, which started the beginning of last year, is a true bear market, and it is incredibly similar to what we have seen in every other bear market. Okay. And the characteristics are, you start off with a very good time period. In other words, a bull market. And bull markets are characterized by low interest rates, low inflation, a good economy. And that's what we essentially saw post the global financial crisis. Interest rates were slashed. They stayed low for a very, very long time. Inflation stayed low for a long time and the share market went up. And that's what it does in every single bull market. But every bull market comes to an end and is followed by a bear market. Hmm. So in other words, maybe one of the biggest characteristics for people to understand about bull and bear markets is they're absolutely normal. The COVID was abnormal, we all know that. But an economic bull and bear market are very normal. They happen between, I don't know, every 8 to 12 years. Hmm. We had an abnormally long bull market post the global financial crisis in 2008. But what happens in the, in the good times is inflation stays low, people become a little bit complacent about inflation, interest rates stay low, yeah. and then all of a sudden that changes. All interest right. rates go up because inflation's going up and you get a bear market. And it's normally the shares that did well in the bull market that suffer the most in the bear market. Now, obviously, we all know the shares that did well in the bull market were tech shares. And yeah. they are the ones who suffered the most in the bear market. That's why last year the NASDAQ in America was by far the most negative market. Yeah. Our market that's not so heavily weighted towards tech. Uh, Wayne, actually I'm, one of the best markets. Wayne, I'm interested. Can you have a true bull market without significant economic growth? <laughs> Once again, the answer is yes <laughs> and no. Bull markets, look, maybe take a step back. Uh. Bull and bear markets 
are driven by essentially two factors. One is the economy and how it's doing. The second one, and maybe even the more important one, is what are interest rates doing. Mm. So in other words, if interest rates are cut dramatically because inflation falls, it almost doesn't matter what the economy is doing, you get you get a bull market because the interest rate, the longer term interest rate, many bonds, but the short term rates do have some impact. The short term rates, if if the long term, long term and short term rates fall, you will get a bull market. Now yeah. remember the other thing about the share market, which is also a thing that I get questioned on often, is why is the market going up when there's such trouble? Yeah. The market's not really too worried about what happens today. The market tries to anticipate what's going to happen in a year or two years' time. So it looks forward. So in other words, why have we got a bull market now? It's because we've got high inflation worldwide. We've got 40-year high inflation in the U.S., in the U.K., in Europe. We've got high inflation in South Africa, not 40-year highs, but still mm -hmm. nevertheless high inflation and high interest rates. And we've got load shedding. Why is the share market going up? Yeah. Because it looks forward. In other words, in a year's time, we'll have lower inflation. We'll have lower interest rates both here and in the world. And if you've got lower inflation and lower interest rates, more than likely the economy is going to pick up. And that's what the share market's anticipating. And that's why we've got a bull market now, even though we're still in the environment of high inflation and high interest rates. Yeah. It's because the market looks forward. So there's an old saying in investments, the market marches to the drumbeats of tomorrow, not uh, today. Uh, when I'm interested then in how companies behave and allocate capital in bull and bear markets. I mean, we have seen companies during bull markets really going on acquisition sprees. And we've also seen yes. them buckle um, after they've Period. gone on these um, uh, acquisition sprees, buckling under the pressure of the debt that they've raked up. I mean, for example, we saw the Correct. situation with Aspen and also small cap company Ascendus. Yes. Many more. So do you think, according to, uh, I'm using a term by, by Xi Jinping here, do you think that more companies um, or the majority of companies during bull markets go on a disorderly expansion of capital? Sometimes it's not orderly. Sometimes it's crazy because... Okay, maybe another very good investment saying for everyone to remember, and maybe this is one of the most important sayings and most important items or thing, thing that people must remember in investments. And the saying is, everyone's a genius in a bull market. Okay. <laughs> Every person is a genius. So what happens in a bull market, especially the so-called growth companies, in other words, the companies that have got incredibly expensive shares, but aren't really generating profits yet. So they're the classic example, and it's this happens every time. The, the sectors are different. Sometimes it's what it was platinum shares, it was financial services. This time around, it's tech. The share price just goes up and up. Everyone's a genius. They're not really making profits yet. Yeah. Now you can look at Naspers and Process and Netflix and. Tesla and 
a whole range of companies. You know, they, they're not really making that great number of profits and they aren't paying out a great dividend, mm. but the share price is just going through the roof. And their money's for nothing. You can just issue shares. Money, you know, it costs you absolutely nothing to issue shares or borrow money from the banks. Mm. Interest rates are low. People go on crazy acquisition sprees and they just spend money left, right and center. But then what happens when the bubble bursts? It's exactly what's happening now. NASPAS is retrenching. Process is retrenching. Tesla's retrenching. Netflix is retrenching. Amazon's retrenching. Uh, Microsoft is retrenching. Everyone's retrenching. You know, so this is a typical bull and bear behavior is the, is the shares that do well in a bull market mm. really sometimes do fairly reckless things. Now, now I'm picking on tech because that's just the best example. Yeah. But you can take the mining shares from 2002 through to 2008. They were the tech shares of their days, especially the platinum shares. They were going through the roof on the back of very, very strong Chinese yeah. growth. They also did mergers and acquisitions, and they almost bankrupted themselves. So, is that a I mean, common? Remember, so, would you say it's a common trend then for that bubble to burst yes. in a bear Correct. market? Yes, mm. yes. And then what happens in, in 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 a bear market? What happens is these companies that share prices have fallen 50, 60, 70 percent. They feel the pinch. Facebook's retrenching. You know, Twitter taken over by Elon Musk. They retrenched. I don't know how many people there. Mm. is because when your shares aren't just going up and up, you start looking at profits. Because ultimately, share prices are driven by profits. At the end of the day, not not the share market as a whole per se, but individual shares ultimately are driven by the ability to generate profits and at some stage, dividends. Yeah. So if your share price is falling 50, 60%, you know, you start looking at profits now. You just say, "Well, uh, the share price. I'm, 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 I'm now much poorer. You know, I'm more correctly, I'm far less rich than what I used to be. Yeah. So now I want to get my share price back up again. And the only way you can get your share price back up again if the bubble has burst is to generate profits. So, you know, another investment concept is broadly speaking two kinds of shares: growth shares, mm. where investors aren't too worried about profits now they anticipate much larger profits into the future and then value shares where companies think where investors think that companies aren't going to have that great profit growth into the future even though they are making big profits now their profit profile is not that good into the future so a bull market doesn't like value shares loves growth shares and mm-hmm. bear market exactly the opposite Hates growth shares, loves 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 value shares or loves profits. Yeah, and that's why you get this distinct. And as I said, the shares change all the time. You know, one share is not always a growth share. One share is not always a value share. Mm. But the cycles are virtually identical. The only thing you don't know about the cycle is how long it's going to take. Let's that's talk all. about but the, the cycles are almost identical. Let's talk about the costs of that bubble bursting. Shareholders uh, do pay the cost, right, in terms of now the company is trying to keep it all together, uh, withholding dividends, um, also rights issues. So just paint some color for us on that, on on that cost on shareholders. Look, shareholders ultimately carry the can for successes and failures in the corporate world. 
management can change, management can get kicked out, etc., etc. But ultimately, shareholders carry the can. Now, as I've been talking about a little bit, share markets mark share markets march on the drum beats of tomorrow, and no one knows tomorrow. No one knows the future. I don't know the future. The Federal Reserve Bank doesn't know the future. The U.S. Our Reserve Bank doesn't know the future. Economists don't know the future. Nobody knows the future. Yeah. So the way you investments ultimately, and this is also another, I suppose, important concept and getting you very philosophical here, mm. but an important concept in, in investments is not to find the winners. It's to avoid the disasters. Mm. True investment returns over time is actually generated by avoiding disasters rather than trying to find the next big winner. And yet we spend almost all of our time trying to look for the winners. So here's now a classic example, Tesla share price. Yeah. The share price beginning of last year got to, I'm just looking it up here, uh, call it $400. Okay? Yeah. It's now $172. So in other words, you've got you know, a 60-70% uh, complete hiding in, mm. in the share. Now, how do you avoid that? You don't know the future. You know, take Bitcoin, maybe Bitcoin's even a better example. Yeah. That, that was just going up and up and up and up and up and it got to 60,000, 65,000. You know, the next stop, 17,000. And the only way you avoid disasters is by not putting all your eggs in one basket. In other words, diversifying yeah. your portfolio. Yeah. Own lots of things. If you really like Tesla, buy it. But don't put 50% of your money in Tesla, put 5%. Yeah. Because then when it goes down and you avoid the bubble bursting, you're not carried out in a stretcher. You might lose some money, but you're not carried out in a stretcher. And I think that yeah. is such an important lesson to learn. When just lastly, we have 30 seconds, but I just want to know because I think for the past year or two, uh, when companies try to engage in acquisitions, you have shareholders coming out and crying overpayment, overpayment. Do you think that because of the the the... the the weight of the headwinds that we've seen uh, most recently that investors might be more cautious when companies are trying to engage on, on acquisition sprees? Look, shareholders always moan when a share price goes down. Yeah. They, they always moan. And then they moan, now you paid too much for that. But yet yeah. when the share prices are going up, they're saying, well, why don't you buy something? Why don't you do something? Uh, why don't you borrow more money? You've got a lazy balance sheet. Yeah. So shareholders and people like me and investors like me and uh, 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 analysts who work for all the big stockbroking firms, you know, they're also affected by the cycle. Yeah. When the times are good, they say, buy more, get more, buy more earnings, <laughs> go out there. But, and, but then when the share price goes down, they say, why are you spending so much money? You must conserve your money. That's why yeah. true surviving companies, companies that have been through 10 cycles, they don't ever get themselves into big trouble during the good years uh, okay. because they know the good years don't last forever uh, and they never do the good years and same quite frankly the bad years don't last forever either hopefully that's the same with yeah. Eskom. the right. bad years don't last forever either all right well thank you very much wayne really really do Pleasure. appreciate that conversation uh, just outlining what ben bull markets look like and how companies behave during those times that was wayne mccurry from fnb wealth and investment